0: it's episode 137 Redleaf retrocast colin joey myself jd colin it's your theme pick today got two games we're playing what is the theme light and darkness love it i actually really like it the two games you chose
1: yeah they were they were pretty good even if one was incredibly slow to start
0: oh bro okay (laughs) uh Tutorial should not last like three hours.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that was uh, that was a trial and tribulation, and luckily I still had a save point from the last time we played, and I got to skip all that. Nice. Yeah. So I was like, "Fuck yeah, don't have to do that again." But um, <laughs> yeah, I beat I beat one of these games uh, just a couple years ago, so it was more or less just a refresher course, and the rest of my time was kind of. Uh, pointed towards the other game that we chose, that you chose. hmm So that was my kind of uh, way I went about this this time. I didn't play through all of one, and I got through as much as I could of the other. Uh, I ended up going back and beating both Legacy of Kane and Tomb Raider 3 from our last podcast. So I beat them both, and... Tomb Raider 3 is significantly harder (laughs) at the end of the game than the prior two Tomb Raider games, for sure. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, sounds like it.
0: Very much need a lot more patience uh, for it all. Cool beans. So what you guys been up to? Colin? Did you get a new bed like me?
1: Oh, I wish.
0: Oh, I got a new bed. I slept in it for like 11 hours yesterday i was like oh yes i never want to leave
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i want to get a new bed because mine's sagging in the middle but it's uh it's one of those uh beds that double as a dresser and i don't have room in my bedroom for an actual dresser
0: oh you just buy those uh cheap little compartments that go underneath
1: Oh, I'll consider it.
0: Yeah. You should have done it during uh, the May long weekend sale like I did.
1: Yeah, maybe when I move. Oh, Eventually.
0: Oh, man. Bed. People seem to underrate beds, I hear. (laughs) Seems that way. Yeah. Joey, how much is your bed? How big? King size? Uh, How big? King. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're a king.
2: Yep. You know, I got queen size. This is the same. I had a queen until I moved into my house. So the king is worth it when you have dogs that sleep in the bed. No oh, boy. <clears> they <throat> actually have space when they're in there.
0: See, I would say that would be worth it with my cat, but he just sleeps on me. <laughs> <laughs> so don't need any space for that. <clears throat> okay. Enough about bed talk. Should we talk about golf? I think we should talk about golf. Do we have to? No, we don't have to talk about golf. I just got new grips on all my clubs, and then um, I was taught how to essentially, uh, like, cut... Because I I just have a hodgepodge of making my sets, and now I cut them down to the proper lengths that they should be. So now I'm not, like, (laughs) golfing a driver with someone who'd be, like, 6'2", with a 40-inch arm reach or some shit. (laughs) So I got them all uh, customized, and now I know how to make my own grips, do all that stuff. I have the equipment, which is very affordable, like a six-dollar tube cutter and that kind of stuff. So, um, <clears throat> took some lessons. Uh, that was very helpful. I'm getting better. I'm consistently getting under uh, fifty now on nine, which is that's kind of like goal one for beginners and people starting out is how fast can you, on nine holes, get below a uh, 50 in total score. And I've done it a number of times now. So the next step is to do that three times in a row. Three rounds in a row. I've already broken 100 once, when because I don't do 18 very often. So I'm pretty confident that I can, I can do that as much as I do uh, breaking 50. That's my golf update. Could probably do a whole podcast on my my searches and learnings and and golf, but I won't put you guys through that. So Go yeah. ahead, Colin. What you been up to?
1: Eh, nursing a busted lip since Friday.
0: What'd you do? Who'd you fight?
1: A <laughs> <Our> recycle bin.
0: <laughs> oh, I
1: was swinging it up to make it go upside down to empty it into the back of the truck, and then boom. Caught it at the wrong angle and it whacked myself in the face.
0: Okay, that actually sounds pretty funny. You need to record yourself next time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's too bad I wasn't using a truck with a rear view camera.
0: Yeah, bummer. <clears throat> did the so trash go to... all over you as well?
1: No, it was like the bottom corner of it. God damn
0: it. That's less funny now. I wanted like but full full on, turn it upside down, and as it's flipping. It hits you in the face and then all the trash goes over you like a like a rain shower.
1: That would be funny.
0: That would be like it would be terrible for you in the moment. But talking about it later would be hilarious. Yeah. I'm laughing just thinking about it.
1: (laughs) Though I, I did have to. I did have to carry a wad of paper towel in my teeth to keep it from bleeding all over the place. So I'm sure that looked a little funny to somebody on the outside.
0: See, you gotta, like, totally make up a crazy story now of, like, this old man was saying, don't touch my trash, that kind of thing, and then he was about (laughs) to fight you, and then he actually clocked you, and you're like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Like, this old man went nuts on me. See, that's a funny story. You gotta, you know what? Only tell that story now. Not the, I knocked myself out with a trash can. That's less funny.
1: Promises. I did get a haircut yesterday, finally.
0: Uh, I need one of those. Feels so good. I need one of those nice two. They're starting
2: to show up in my eyes and I hate it. Ugh.
0: We're all lazy bums. Yep. That's what that means. Lazy gamers with hair that needs to be cut.
2: Not lazy. Damn. Just prioritize everything else over a haircut. Th-
0: this is also true. It's like, do I get a haircut or do I go play golf? <laughs> <laughs> that twenty bucks yeah, can I go did. go towards playing more golf.
1: Yeah, the temperatures got pretty fucking hot over here this past week. It's like plus 30.
0: Ooh, it was
1: like, oh, man, summer came early.
0: Um, and we yeah, any...
3: It's
0: been in the it's been in the 50s here. So I guess that'd be what, like 10, 10 and 12 around there. <clears throat> Celsius just really dropped after a pretty good week of weather. Anyways, we're not here to talk about yeah. weather. We're here to talk about video games. Colin. Give me your video games
1: i've been playing more returnal i finally got some more permanent upgrades now i can walk through lava and dive underwater which is quite satisfying since the game has been dangling various things out of my reach with pools of lava and water all this time and then after that i got a third permanent upgrade that lets me see invisible platforms so, oh, I'm really cleaning up in this game.
0: That's a thing.
1: Yep. Yeah. That's wild. More, more specifically, it lets you see these glowing orbs that you shoot that generate invisible platforms.
0: Oh, I remember seeing those things. I didn't like. I didn't. I'm just like looking at them, going, "What do they do? Do they do anything?" Okay. <laughs> Everything's been answered.
3: Ah, yeah. <laughs>
1: So I think I can get a certain audio log from the the big tower challenge thing now. I think
0: I'm getting pretty close to the end. Wow. How much much time have you probably sunk into this game at this point?
1: That's a very good question. Probably at least 20 hours, 25. Man. (laughs) Probably longer than that.
0: Shit, I put but, in like six, and I was like, oh, "I'm good. <laughs> I can't get anywhere." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Probably look that up. PS Five uh, keeps track of that stuff now.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've kind of, I've kind of lost track of the story, but I've come to seem to have come to a recent revelation that says that future me was the one who shot down the starship shot down our spaceship and marooned us on the planet. So I'm trying to figure out what the fuck happened there.
0: Yeah. Like why exactly?
1: Yeah. But there's so much shit to remember. I'm just,
0: I don't know if I, I'll
1: probably just look it all up on a wiki later.
0: Probably. It seems, it seems like it gets kind of time dimensionally strange and convoluted.
1: Sounds that way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's kind of expected with those kinds of stories.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, Joey,
2: but still the g- wait, wait, wait,
1: I have more to I've also been playing more Smash Bros. Ultimate here and there. OK. Making my way through that spirit storyline where you're going all over a map, breaking the various characters out of a mind control spell that's gone all over the planet and Kirby was the only one to avoid it.
0: Right. I remember.
2: There's.
1: Yeah. There's still a lot to do, but I'm chipping away at it. And the nice thing is that after you beat a stage or two and then exit the mode, you can unlock more characters in the main mode immediately afterward in the usual way. I've gotten a shitload (laughs) over time. Simon Belmont, Lucina from Fire Emblem and zero suit Samus, all that good stuff. And, of course, been playing more God of War 2018 as well. I'm past the part where Balder causes Kratos to destroy the gate to Jotunheim. Then they go to Helheim and then escape. Now they're on a mission to find a new way into Jotunheim.
0: Yeah, that whole section is very reminiscent of, like, the, um, I think it was the first game that you go to hell. Is that right, Joey?
2: Um,
0: and then you have to kind of climb out of Hades, and then you, you got a hell a from... lot. Or was that the second don't
2: game? The, don't you go there in like almost every game? Well, think... yeah, I think so.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah the
1: first game you, you go into the underworld and escape, and then I think you also do it in the second game.
0: <laughs> All right, so very, very common uh thread there in God of War,
1: <laughs> yeah led to the whole saying, Kratos, the man too angry to stay dead.
0: Right, that's true. <laughs> uh, boy, want to yes, I... escape death, just get pissed off.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that's everything I've been playing besides the podcast games.
0: Yeah, I pretty much um, concentrated on podcast games myself Uh Not playing as much of Tears of the Kingdom the last couple weeks as I'd like to. Been very busy uh, with, um, well, life things and my newfound hobby of golf. So, Joey, congratulations. Everton did not get relegated. Great success, I guess.
2: Uh (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Woohoo. We survived. That's all we did. It came down to the last game, too. That was crazy.
0: <clears throat> I remember there was a couple years there with Hanover uh kind of flirting with relegation and then it just finally happened and they've just n- they've never recovered since so my favorite Bundesliga team and the college I went to is no more and now I'm back to watching my <clears throat> Dortmund uh, the high school team <laughs> the high school team the team I rooted for at high school uh because I was living there uh, they blew the Bundesliga so lots of um not success going on <laughs> for our teams.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think Everton will bounce back and be hopefully lower mid-table next year.
0: Well, they could be Leicester. What do you okay, let me let me pose this. Would it be worth it winning the league and then losing out on Champions League and then being relegated all within what was that, four years?
2: Uh well, they had a ten decade. Up and down type thing. Yeah, I would take a win. Honestly, we haven't won anything. We haven't won a trophy in over twenty years.
0: Yeah, so you might take the Wait, win at this point and just, <laughs> just take suck a trophy. It up. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but what about Luton Town? Their ten-year rise—that's amazing. They went from National League to Premier League in ten years.
0: That's a lot of investment in youth and retaining players that you think can help.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, Premier League next year should be interesting.
0: Lutton down.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their stadium like sits like ten people. <laughs> it's like behind houses. Like the entrance is like in between two houses.
0: It's oh, God. It's interesting. It's awesome. <laughs> love it. I gotta look this. I gotta look this up now.
2: I think it's time. It's something in Town yeah, FC Luttentown. Yeah. Like it's a crazy story. They were literally in the National League. So the bottom of the barrel and they worked their way up in ten years.
0: Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Look at them, all these victories over Sunderland and shit. <laughs> yeah, their uh, stadium
2: sits ten thousand.
0: Uh, okay, that's it's not small by any means. Like
2: small for Premier League.
0: Well it's small for Premier League, but it's not small for like lower leagues.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: long-standing rivalry with Watford. Okay, that's a Premier League team. Once upon a time. Um, left in 1900 because of financial problems and rejoined in 1920. <laughs> There's your history. Uh, okay. Resurgence to fall to non-league. 2009. Wow. Yeah. Sank to the yeah. third tier 4 years later and then uh okay. So, that's quite the um it's quite the journey back. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I like the logo. The crest.
2: Yeah, hopefully they can survive in the Premier League.
0: Okay, let's see. Who's their shirt sponsor? Uh, Utilita? 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 That sounds like, like an electric company or something. Uh, electric and gas. There you go. <laughs> so, Joey, you've been playing yes. Diablo 4, obviously.
2: Yes. Uh, first, I finally finished uh, Forbidden West.
0: Ooh, tell me, tell me! Nice. So,
2: uh, got me excited about whatever they make the third game. Um,
0: so you ended up the going.
2: It. Uh, it, I like the story. I just think some of the mechanics got worse in the first game, and I ended up not using like half the bows. Like I never even picked up some of the weapons mm-hmm. once. So
0: yeah, I I was kind of very much the same. Some of these weapons were just straight up broken. It just didn't work like they were supposed to.
2: Yeah, so I did the like arena challenges, and they gave me some weapons that I didn't even know were in the game after I beat the game. Like <laughs> stuff that like shoots like blade type things. The, I didn't touch that once. So that any good. Yeah. Um, if you hit the target.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, I, it usually helps when when you have a weapon.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it was okay. It was annoying because it was a lot slower than the bow. So I just stuck with the bow. And then, yeah, I've been playing Diablo 4. I already beat the campaign. I oh, was going to level 53. It took me all day, Friday, to beat the game. <laughs> but people were beating it Thursday. Like, if you really want to, you can rush right through it.
0: So it's not it's not very long. We're talking, like, what, eight hours?
2: And it's, it took me about 12 okay so you, you could probably do it in eight or if you take your time and actually watch the cutscenes and anything it might take you a little longer i didn't care enough i just wanted to get done because i wanted to get to the end game stuff so leveling i got up to 50 and then after you get 50 the way to levels you get a new level every four paragons so it starts slowing down um you have the Do a level 50 dungeon called the Cathedral Light. Unlock the third tier of the world for toughness. And then at level 70, you can unlock the tier four, which gives you the best weapons currently. So I'm sitting in tier three, slowly leveling myself up.
0: Okay. Sounds good. Is that all we got for us today? That's all like I got I think so um well I was looking at uh, future releases uh AW Fight Forever comes out at the end of the month Final Fantasy 16 comes out in a couple weeks so I'll probably be getting I'll probably be getting both those to be honest and then Pikmin 4 at the end of July and then um you know uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage is in like October so that's you know that's only four games for me the rest of the year it's uh it's not a lot it Seems like a slow year for releases but big releases you know what I mean I guess so Let's see and with that I will play The Drop and we can move on to Collins two games he picked out for a theme as my media player all right the media player uh, updated without me knowing that's why it took so long <laughs> <laughs> okay so we're 20 minutes in colin give us the lowdown what do you got
3: uh
1: that's a little vague <laughs>
0: Well, uh, why did you choose this theme pick and uh, the games involved? And then I will uh, then yeah. throw it to Joey to say what did you think of the two games overall?
1: <laughs> okay. The... Yeah, it just seems like an, an interesting topic to cover. I mean, you're exploring the polarity between World of Light and World of Darkness, which both games do, how they interact with each other, I mean, in one game, neither is necessarily good nor evil, though the dark part has certainly been taken over by evil. But yeah, in in the other game, it's most definitely an adversarial relationship. And the dark world is most definitely the evil world. In stories usually in like anime and manga, you'll, you'll see that there are tropes like dark is not evil or light is not good. And the only thing left I can say, I mean, people will normally associate darkness with evil because it conceals the unknown. And as human beings, we naturally fear the unknown. If I may get a little overly poetic for a minute.
0: I like it. Mm. I like it. That's very true.
1: I mean, yeah, you want examples of tropes like dark is not evil. There's like the dark magician from Yu-Gi-Oh and light is not good. You'd see uh, Admiral Kizaru from One Piece. Yep. That's all I can really think of at the moment.
0: I mean, yeah, you could always have a commentary Mm -hmm. which just flips it on its head where, I mean, you could look at uh, various scripts where some holy churches corrupt and they use the light as a diversion from the actual evil that they're doing uh versus um the antithesis of it where just because it's it's uh it's dark doesn't mean that it's not meant for for good kind of situation there's various uh, examples of that throughout uh yeah i just remembered
1: another i remembered another one Starcraft with the Dark Templars. They were actually forces for good and were the only things that could permanently kill Zerg Cerebrates and the Overmind. So that's an example of dark is not evil.
0: Right. Yeah. uh, Things could be disguised as good um, utilizing the trope. Yeah. Which I I, I do kind of like that in... I mean, (laughs) we just look at kind of the... Uh, crusades in general it was under the guise of of good right yeah
1: and the way you see the certain figures of the catholic church portrayed in the castlevania anime
0: right yeah just various uh, yeah various regions and scripts um, have done different things to well manipulate people because of the natural fear of unknown right yeah so joey over to you what did you think of the two games this time around? Meh. Oh, not impressed. Look at this guy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's
0: all you got. That's all huh? I got. God. Worthless.
1: <laughs> <God>. <laughs> oh, boy.
0: Okay. Uh, I, I kind of had some thoughts at the top of the cast. So, Colin, let's throw back to you. First game. Let's go over it.
2: Alright, first game
1: is The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. I would have picked A Link to the Past, but we've already done that in a previous cast way near the beginning of the this whole cast. And it was developed and published by Nintendo, released on Nintendo Wii in North America on November 19, 2006 in Japan on December 2nd, 2006, in Australia December 7th, 2006, and in the EU on December 8th,
0: 2006. It's wild. It's la- more than 15 years old now.
1: Yeah. And then not much later it was released on GameCube in Japan, on yeah. December 2nd, 2006. Oh, that's the same day as yeah. the Wii.
0: I mean, just and think then... about just think about it. What like people our age thinking what 15 years ago was like 19 you know 90 to 95 and now it's actually 2005 yeah you know yeah uh, that that's just kind of us being you know we we've gotten older and there's still that like wacky mindset of well the past was still pre2000 when that certainly yeah. isn't the case anymore
1: yeah it's when we grew up. <laughs> But right now it's it's just kind of shifted over time before we even noticed.
0: Yeah, that's that's the other reason why I like doing the I do it with the anime cast as well, uh, where we just, you know, the rolling bar. It's a continuing movement of time and essentially us saying, yes, these games are now old <laughs> and yes, you are getting older. We are getting older. So for yeah. For Twilight Princess, a game that came out on the fucking Wii, is now <laughs> it's now considered, uh, at least in our circle, old. And boy, uh, there are a lot of aspects of this game where it's, and it, especially by the way, you making me play a Zelda game when the new Zelda game came out is cr- very cruel. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: you know i'm playing tears of the kingdom like oh my god the mechanics the fluidity of everything and then i'm in this fucking temple in twilight princess and i'm like just push the pillar you asshole <laughs> <laughs> why is this so hard <laughs> oh boy mm. a lot of weird frustrations in twilight princess i will admit
3: oh uh, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, the, the, fi-
1: the background of the game is kind of funny, <laughs> it was originally developed as a, a GameCube exclusive, as well as being a sequel to Wind Waker, but it was later reworked into what we have now.
0: This came it, out before uh, twi- uh, Skyward Sword, right? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and as time went on and the game's completion got closer to the release of the Wii, the development team was asked to create a port that was playable on the Wii in addition to the GameCube.
0: Okay, yes, I remember this.
1: Yeah, as a result, the the Wii version has its map as a mirror image from what it is in the GameCube version, since with the motion controls, they felt that having a right-handed link was more intuitive for the majority of the audience, and and the original link was left-handed.
0: I absolutely agree.
1: <laughs> I remember that leads to that a lot so of
0: confusing. like crazy uh, battle mechanic differences.
1: You notice yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. It's like the the crossbow and the the claw shots and all that. Right. Plus, shaking the nunchuck for spin attacks and such.
0: Yeah, I mean it. It wasn't like that bad at all. It's just okay. My arm got a little tired at times. Um, had to put it down kind of deal uh, yeah yeah not 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 the worst thing in the world but I would definitely prefer with a controller
1: yeah I I was considering buying a copy of the, the Gamecube version but it's nowadays it's prohibitively expensive
0: yeah it's it's just not feasible but uh you could also um, just buy the remaster <laughs> that came out recently
1: it did? For Twilight Princess. Oh no,
0: I'm thinking of Skyward Sword. Stupid me. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, Not wondering. that that's a good game anyways. I still vastly dislike that one.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, so Twilight Princess is notorious for taking a long time to get going with the plot. <laughs> it's the kind of thing Game Grumps made fun of when they played of Played it. Now the plot is as follows. Ordon village, a dwelling in Hyrule, gets invaded by monsters who kidnap a bunch of children. Link goes to rescue them, only to stumble into a forest that's been shrouded by Twilight. And then he gets transformed into a wolf. Then he gets captured by the enemy, but gets freed by a creature named Midna in an exchange for helping her in her quest to take down an evil king named Zant.
0: So I think you and summed up Deuce. like the first two hours of the game in about ten seconds. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. It's so long.
1: Yeah, for sure. Doing all these fucking all these fucking chores in the village.
0: Collect the bees, fish, get yeah, yeah, honey. Like, oh fight this yeah, yeah. straw doll. Go find the horse. Oh, yeah, ah, like- the horse ran away. Go herd the horses. Like, cr- uh, yeah, the w- first w-
1: thing you do is herd goats
0: <laughs> or goats. Then you yeah. have to
1: retrieve Fuck me. Then You have to retrieve a cradle from a monkey, then give it to a pregnant mother who gives you a fishing rod so you can catch a fish to lure a cat back to its home in order to be able to buy a slingshot to play with the kids and then get the wooden sword. And then you learn how to use it before going into the
0: woods. <laughs> yeah, annoying. So this is OK. So there was a game a number of years ago, and I always reference this game now. It was called Control. Joey, you're familiar with Control yes okay yes would you say it turned out to be a pretty damn good game Joey? yes yeah you yeah. would say you would say such a thing would you also that say is
1: disconcerting
0: yeah would you also say that the two hours it took to get going was incredibly too long
2: <laughs> yes
0: okay that's how I feel with Twilight Princess. Eventually, it becomes a damn good Zelda game. But in order to get to that point, you really have to like grind to get the game going. And yeah, so I never,
2: I, I never got to the game. Right. I, why would this, you? This is way too boring for me. That's, that's why it's mad.
0: Yeah, that's why I will never uh, like disagree with the critique of people putting the game down it's like oh well you didn't give it a chance well fuck i gave it two to three hours of my fucking time and nothing happened i'm done <laughs> like it is it is it, it, those are agree those are the two most egregious examples of my recent memory of games that do not take an account pacing of the game and uh it just really disregards your own time as a gamer uh, for the game to finally get well fun games gotta be fun games gotta be interesting yeah control didn't do that at first i mean yes the just like zelda twilight princess the world is interesting from the perspective of what's happening but like what you're doing as the player is not interesting going from room to room or in zelda's case like Village person, the village person collecting and doing the most mundane bullshit. It's
2: terrible. Yeah, but at least Control had a lot of lore that you could read in that time, so it kept me interested. Then. Yeah, well, But by the documents. princess, yeah. What what lore do I got? That there's pumpkins I can smash for gems. <laughs> that there's kids that won't let me use my horse because they think it needs a day off. Yeah, like what am I learning here? This village is full of assholes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Assholes who look like aliens.
0: Everything's a quid pro quo in the Zelda Twilight Princess universe. <laughs> yeah. I would you give you this jar, but ah, would you look at that? My cat hasn't come home from school yet. You're like, what? Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's so dumb. Yeah, there's two other examples of games that are that are way worse. There's uh
0: the Witcher
1: that apparently takes uh, ten hours to get good.
0: Oh, you you're talking about the first Witcher? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I I um I tried playing the first two Witcher games because I ended up liking The Witcher three so much, and just nothing yeah. happens. Just nothing. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this game's boring. I'm putting it down. And boy, oh, boy, when you critique games like this, there's a certain. Sect of fans in ever inevitably in every fandom, they're just like, Oh, you just didn't give it a chance. It's like, what? Yeah, Old yeah, shit, I didn't. <laughs> uh.
1: And then the other one I can think of is Final Fantasy 13. That takes parent 20 hours to get oh, to, to a point where it's s- actually fun.
0: I'm so fascinated with Final Fantasy 13, I might just have to. Cause I I have all three of those suckers with like Lightning Returns and things. Ah uh, yeah. <laughs> and I I just I really like kind of all the Final Fantasies in their own weird way, except uh, except the original Final Fantasy three did not like that one. Ah uh, yeah yeah the num the nomenclature the the original three the Japanese three. Nine, yeah six, I, I know what you mean yeah. Anyways. Uh, more Zelda talk, Colin. Go for it.
1: Okay. So let's see. Uh, yeah, I only got when you know, on my second playthrough. I only got through to like partway through where you're still a wolf, but I did. I did originally beat it when I got it way back when. I think. I remember being kind of disappointed there weren't that many dungeons in it because it feels like after Ocarina of Time, every like mainline title really, really started scrimping on the the number of dungeons. I mean, Wind Waker had like five dungeons and this one had four, I think.
0: Well, I do. I do agree with that. However, the amount of time you spend in the dungeons, I think, is warranted for uh, comparison. Yeah, you cut out. Uh, sorry. So I think the amount of time you spend in these dungeons is worth the comparison when you're saying, okay, I there's only five dungeons or four even, but I'm spending like multiple hours in these things, going through them, figuring out the puzzles, uh, getting the new x y and z weapon or you know whatever while in the older ones you're not in there for multiple hours you're in there for like 20 minutes 30 and maybe you die and you have to go through it again but you then know kind of where to go so i think i think they add up so i guess the question would be do you prefer the quicker shorter dungeon you get a bunch which is Kind of a mixture of what's happened with uh, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. You have these like mini dungeons, and then you have your like four to five super main ones that do that. But with um, the the past games here, you have the multiple hour ones, or with the very first one or Link to the Past, where it takes like you know a a much shorter amount of time, but you get like three or four more. What do you prefer?
1: That's hard to say. And I remember remember each dungeon in like Ocarina of Time being a pretty good length. Like, maybe an hour or so. Right. I don't know. Maybe. <clears throat> I still feel like Wind Waker could have had more dungeons. But we're not talking about Wind Waker. Yeah, it's hard to say.
0: I would say, poison. I would say, I mean, obvious, I, I think, I think the obvious like comment would be why not do a combo of both or just have, you know, seven dungeons and half the time as the super big main ones. Kind of like the Ocarina of Time that you get whatever, how many, however many dungeons it was. But like you said, it takes an hour each one. Yeah, so you get a couple more, a little more variety certainly doesn't uh, doesn't hurt games generally.
1: Yeah, plus more boss fights.
0: Right. And that's something I want to talk about with uh, another game we're going to talk about. But um, in terms of Zelda boss fights, did you get kind of the same feeling throughout this one or did it did it vary like if we're comparing it to uh, Link to the Past or something?
1: I feel like there's some decent variety. The one I liked the most was uh, Stalord. That's the one with the big giant skeleton Mm -hmm. thing. And you're riding the the gear platform along the walls. Right. That Now just, there's a lot of speed to it and it it felt like a real roller coaster ride. So
0: there's definitely a challenge to that one. Yeah, it's very unique. That one was my favorite. I think in Twilight Princess they tried to do a little bit more unique mechanics rather than just here's a centipede, here's a plant monster, uh, yeah. shoot the big red thing, and then and then we're kind of good. Um, you know, they kind of repeated a lot of that with, uh, well, the Metroid series, <laughs> it feels like. <laughs> but in terms of Twilight Princess, I was I was pleasantly uh, happy with how the game ended up going into a positive direction and really picked up when you do get to these uh, dungeons that matter. Ah, Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I I really liked what they did with the claw shots. That's like, not only do they function the same as hook shots, but you can also hook from your first hook point to another one across walls and such.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: I felt like that was a really... (laughs) really good mechanic, and I'm kind of surprised Zelda games haven't done it since.
0: Um, you don't really need to anymore. Well, in Tears of the Kingdom, now you have this fucking phase ability, where you can go through rocks and shit. So I guess that's kind of like it, yeah. It's very bizarre. I don't... I get it, like, it makes things super weird, and you turn a world upside down with that thing, but I'm very... I'm very 50 50 on that ability in terms of like the modern Zelda, but I get that would be my comparison to like a, a hookshot kind of deal.
1: Nah, yeah, makes sense.
0: At least in terms of like comparing it to Twilight Princess. Obviously, there's no phase ability in <laughs> old Zelda games.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I found the camera a little bit wonky. Maybe, maybe that's just me. Um, at least when i was playing as a wolf
0: yeah it's it's very snappy yeah yeah it flips real hard yeah, i don't yeah i didn't like that too much
1: yeah i mean you can you can correct it with like the z button but all the same it's kind of
0: yeah but then you're mashing it a lot like a spyro game from a, from the ps1 <laughs> ah, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah Get behind him, get behind him, get behind him, get behind him. Oh, thank God, finally. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey. How did you like Midna?
0: Uh, annoying. Pretty annoying. Very Fine. sassy, but um, I know there's definitely more annoying characters, but uh, definitely <laughs> served a higher purpose than a lot of other, like, side Zelda characters that stick with you. So annoying at first, then I got used, used to it. I guess would be a way to put it. <laughs> it they whatever way. But
1: eh, she's a chick. You see it sure. at the
2: end.
0: Okay, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, 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 with um yeah, yeah, got it. Yep. Now I remember. You're right. But you don't know that most of the game. <laughs> you just know it's some transfigured creature thing. You don't know what their like form actually is.
1: I always got the vibe that she was a chick, so
0: so Joey, been awfully Hi. quiet. What else you got to say over Zelda here?
2: And Link looks creepy.
0: Doesn't he? <laughs> In the beginning, it was like, what? All the characters Every look character weird. Does?
2: <laughs> yeah, they look like aliens. And the the walking running animation also looks weird as hell. But then you have the giant ass horse that's like three times your size.
0: Yep. <clears throat> But I
2: really hated the unskippable, like, repeated pet scenes. Like, oh, I'm calling in the hawk. I have to wait to, after the first little set of the tunes. Then I can cut. But then I still have to wait and let it fly onto my arm. It got annoying. And I only used it, like, five times. <laughs> <laughs> but things like that. Like, it, it felt like they could have shortened a lot of things. It's like, this ladder didn't really need to be that tall. This tunnel didn't need to be that far for me to crawl, but they just. Made everything so grand that it it took a long time just to get places.
0: Yeah, everything is very that. padded out for uh, Twilight Princess. For sure. OK, so overall, ah. uh, I would say. Quality Princess becomes a good game, but I have to penalize it for the egregious like first few hours start. And there's a lot of there's a lot of mechanics that they tried to um, make it reminiscent of like pre Wind Waker, and it has a lot of the same frustrations as Ocarina of Time in that aspect. Obviously, with the better console, higher technology, they are able to mend a lot of that. Uh, but it's a very padded out game. It's very, very long. um, Very unnecessary. So, you know, normally I'd be kind of towards that A and S range for a Zelda game, but I'm actually going B.
1: Yeah, save that for later.
0: Nah, I'm going to do it now. I did a B. I'm giving a B. (laughs)
1: Okay.
0: That way I don't forget. (laughs) Yeah. I pass it. I'll pass it, but I have my uh, reservations about it.
2: I'll give it a conditional pass. Play it if you like Zelda. Fail it if you don't. That's very fair.
0: All right, Colin, next game.
2: All right. Next
1: is Metroid Prime 2 Echoes. It's developed by Retro Studios and published by Nintendo. Released on the GameCube in North America on November 15th, 2004. In the EU on November 26th, 2004. In Australia on December second, two thousand four, and in Japan on May twenty-six, two thousand five. And it was later released on the Wii in Japan on June eleventh, two thousand nine. And then it was also part of like the the Metroid Prime trilogy thing on the Wii. Yeah. Forget when that came out.
0: Okay. Question right off the bat: What console did you play this on? GameCube. Okay, I played GameCube. it on Wii. In the uh, the, yeah. tri- the trilogy. Disc. Okay. That's what I played it so on. So we'll,
1: we'll have a variety of experiences. So the plot is as follows Samus Aran gets sent to a planet called ether to rescue some Galactic Federation Marines who lost contact with the chain of command. And then she finds out they're all killed by a race of dark beings called the Ing were the polar opposite to the Luminoth, who are the primary race of beings who habit inhabit ether. And as the game goes on you find out, I just out called a them phas- dark on...
0: spiders. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: as the game goes on, you find out a phason meteor collided with the planet and threw the light and dark dimensions of the planet out of whack. And Samus has to put things right by traveling between the dimensions and reigniting the light of ether to banish dark ether. And we find out early on they were friendly with several other sapient races in space in the past, including the Shozo, which I thought was a nice little continuity nod. And we can't really talk about this game without mentioning Metroid Prime 1. Sure. Because it uses a lot of the assets and mechanics from it. It's like the gameplay is pretty much exactly the same, though the light and dark mechanics create some variety more on that later and pretty much the main antagonist of the game is dark samus who anyone who's seen the full ending of metroid prime 1 will recognize it's the creature that came out of the corpse of metroid prime after sucking the phase on out of samus's suit right. and exploding and the game doesn't seem to have as much color as the first game but maybe that's thematically appropriate because light and darkness, black and white, you get the picture. And and another thing that separates this game from the first is that you have more interaction with friendly sem- sentient life forms than before. It's like the first game was like BioShock where you found out what happened by looking through bits of information left behind by the the people there. But here you can talk to some luminoth themselves at least the ones who are left and i gotta say after after playing so many modern shooters these controls took a bit of getting used to again i mean it's like gamecube era stuff gotta like hold down the hold down the left trigger to be able to aim up and down
0: yeah i uh, yeah i it, it came back to me pretty quick because I went through Metroid Prime a number of years ago and I'd never played it before. And the controls were just it, it was it was just so jarring. I can't say it was bad because, yeah, I got used to it just like anything else. It was just so different. And yeah. it was just a, I guess, a handcuff of the era and the controller itself. So we were just working with like what they got. And then with this one, with the Wii controls. It was, it was much more intuitive, uh, is what I found. But still, like, I know exactly what you're talking about with the GameCube, because Prime had that same deal.
1: For sure. Now, there isn't too much different from the first game, but the, the light beam and dark beam mechanics do add some variety. <clears throat> and plus, having to run between light bubbles and dark ether makes things more challenging, because... At the very least early on in the game, just being in Dark Aether's atmosphere is hurts you. You have to jump from these little light bubbles that the Luminoth had installed before in order to be safe and it'll actually regenerate your health too. And yeah, you're every so often the Aang will attack. You gotta fight them off and I did notice with the, the various beam weapons, the light beam, its projectile is the same as, looks the same as the plasma beam, but with different, with a color swap, like plasma beam from Metroid Prime One.
0: Yeah, it's so look on... when you when when you start playing this game, and if Metroid Prime the first one was still kind of fresh in your mind. You're kind of like this. Was my experience? I was playing Echoes, and I'm going okay. Things are clearly different, but at the same time, very much the same. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah, there's
1: uh, a lot of palette swaps going on.
0: Yeah, and I'll expand a little bit further on that. Is even though, <laughs> like, the arts a little adjusted? I would say there's more cutscenes. Um, they really focused on more story here that's like telling you the story rather than uh, Prime where you're just kind of along for the ride. But in in terms of of this, it was it was very much. It, it very it, Even though there were there were differences, that's kind of spelled out for you. You're still you still feel like you're playing the exact same game.
1: Yeah, yeah, it feels very similar. I mean, yeah. There's the
0: the levels
1: have like different layouts, but it's still sort of the same way of traversing. A lot of one of the criticisms a lot of people had for this was like it was really hard, it had a really unforgiving difficulty curve.
0: Oh yeah, like if you don't if you don't have like this uh, jumpy strafe mechanic down, then. <laughs> You're going to have a much tougher time with it because the enemies do swarm you and you, you can't really I had a such a tru- I had such trouble like locating enemies that are coming at you. And that reminded me of the game Prey. Uh, oh, yeah, when, when that came out where I'm just I'm just like, I don't know where they are, where they're shooting because they just blended into the environment too much because uh, the world's mostly dark you're facing dark enemies. The way they move is very strange. They're like jumpy tar- tarantulas coming at you. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 eventually I got used to it, but it was, it was definitely difficult. And then when you come across the stronger enemies and you're having to uh, use power up uh, your power up cannon or the missiles, it takes multiple hits and you're still getting swarmed way too often. So that was that was definitely a challenge. I do. I do agree with uh, the difficulty uh, commentary there. Yeah, it was never obvious of where I was supposed to go next either.
1: Yeah, yeah. I remember lie, getting lost like early in the game. Yeah. Yeah, one one other thing I noticed that they added to the mechanics that you didn't see in Metroid Prime one was the screw attack.
0: Yeah, That's screw like, attack and the there was another one. Um. Well, it wasn't in the first Yeah,
1: one. there was one where you could like fire multiple missiles at once on multiple targets. Um, I really like that mechanic.
0: I think it was like a wall jump or something that wasn't in Metroid Prime. I don't remember that being in it.
1: Yeah, I think there was a double yeah, jump. I think I remember feature, that,
0: but there wasn't a wall jump.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I remember now. I think it was part of the screw attack mechanics. And I think think my favorite stage was the the Sanctuary. It's like that big techno fortress type deal. Had a lot more color to it than the previous stages, and it had a really, really cool boss fight, like this giant robot spider thing. I really liked it.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was kind of what I was hinting at with Zelda was... There's a number of, quote-unquote, boss fights in this game, but, you know, my first, like, two and a, I would say two and a half hours, three, of going through, I think it was, like, four boss fights. And they just felt like regular enemies with more health. And I found yeah, them really boring and not very interesting. And, you know, my my experience with this game, like, I wasn't really all that impressed. Because, as, a, as we talk about, like... A sequel needs to do something more or at least make the same game again with more mechanics. And I just felt like I was playing an exact carbon copy. That was yeah, just more difficult that. and frustrating. So I was I was not into this like for a good chunk of the game.
1: Uh, that's too bad.
0: Yeah. I mean, I like, remember dark. I mean, with the story and and how it played, I was like, okay, like it's a well made game like from that perspective. But it kind of wasn't what I was like expecting or uh, the next iteration wasn't it it, like it just didn't impress me.
1: No, it's too bad. Yeah. I remember Dark Samus being a really frustrating boss. It's oh, like terrible. It's fight her multiple times. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's hard to land a hit when she's vulnerable. She'll, like, generate a giant wall to deflect shots or zip out of the way. I just remember putting in a lot of hours just to beat her. I mean, I remember one area stand- standing out to me in particular was the Torvis Bog section because it's just because of the music, it's like a remix of the Brinstar Depths theme from Super Metroid. Mm-hmm. and That was already an outstanding piece of music.
0: So The music was, was excellent. That the music and how it set the atmosphere, that was very good. No complaints yeah. from me out of that.
1: Yeah, Metroid Prime's music is always top-notch. Was there... I can't remember. Was there ever a, a Morph Ball boss in the in Metroid Prime One, because uh, I don't think so. I don't recall. Yeah, I just remember. I remember looking at a video to refresh my memory on the different bosses, and there was one where you're fighting one on a spider ball track. And that that seemed like a really unique way to do it.
0: Yeah, the ball the ball track in various sections of the game that was that was good fun. Um, the ball in general, the morph ball in general, seemed very, like jumpy. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, go in the hole, go in the hole, and I'm like knocking around, like a yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like Christ, why is this so difficult? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, that could be a bit of a problem in the first game too.
0: Now, I did read because I got, I got near the end. I hadn't beaten the game, but I, I felt like I got pretty close. There was one boss fight. Where I had a little trouble with it, and I read that the GameCube version was insanely difficult. It was like the last three or four bosses that you got with us. And I even had a little bit of a tough time with the Wii version, but apparently they made those easier when they made the trilogy.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't get that far when I was... Playing for the cast. I mean, I have beaten it before, but it's been like over a decade.
0: Mm. Well, (laughs) game is that old.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We're crotchety old men. Those kids these days with their dual
0: stick controls. (laughs) So, Joey, Metroid Prime 2 Echoes, what you got?
2: I didn't play too much because of the shooting mechanic.
0: Okay, do tell.
2: Too annoying for me. Like they had auto lock, but then you tried to aim and it just felt like you're just standing around moving from target to target as they shot at you.
0: That is uh that is correct. Very uh very archaic feeling, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I just didn't like it. And then I saw that there's a multiplayer battle arena mode?
0: Yes. Oh yeah.
2: With this kind of shooting? Yes. <laughs> Does it do the auto lock on? sort of i think so what the fuck were they thinking
0: uh (laughs) that is a good question (laughs) it didn't work out so well
1: did you guys used to play it i did a couple of times with friends wasn't all that interesting
2: yeah seems like it's random for metroid
0: yeah Uh, I I, i i think it i think it was part of there was a strange. I remember. I vaguely remember a strange, like, marketing campaign with this game, where they wanted to wanted it to become like Nintendo's Halo. So they did a lot of the same marketing aspects that Halo did, where it's we want this multiplayer section, but also this expansive story. Yeah. They, yeah. they did some wacky things about that. So that's that's kind of why that that's my that's my interpretation of why they made this seemingly random multiplayer section
2: yeah that yeah, makes sense but overall i thought it was decent i mean i stopped playing i just watched someone afterwards uh
0: how far did you so, watch
2: uh, i watched maybe like 30 minutes maybe an hour so i didn't get too far into the game
0: okay so you probably saw like three or four boss fights then
2: i guess i'll two
0: two and they were just like they seemed like regular enemies, right?
2: Uh, I don't really remember them, so I can tell you how unspectacular they were.
0: I remember there was I remember <laughs> the first one being like a stronger spider enemy, and I'm like, ugh, that's kind of boring. And the next one's like a yeah. caterpillar, like it, like it's straight out of uh, uh, Zelda on the Game Boy. <laughs> and I'm shooting yeah, its yeah. butt, and I'm just like, my god, I just, I rolled my eyes so hard at that enemy. I go, well, really? We can't do anything more interesting?
1: yeah that's that was something of an issue in the first metroid prime as well just like enemies that just tank hits or only have a small weak spot that's why i really liked the uh the omega pirate boss it's it required some actual strategy you gotta like hit it at the right hit the right spot or a number of weak points all at once and then have the right visor to see where it's going to pop up to regenerate.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Instead of just strafe jump, strafe jump, strafe jump, strafe jump. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's all you do the whole time. Like, I can't remember how many bosses it took for me to actually do something more than that.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I know the robot spider in uh, Sanctuary was really had had some strategy involved and I really liked that one. But, yeah, aside from that, the the first few enemies, they're just tanked hits or only had one weak spot. It's kind of kind of lame.
0: It made me really appreciate the differences in the new Metroid that came out on the Switch. With the avoiding the robot and doing all I was like, okay, I didn't like love that. But it was certainly more interesting and a constant state of fear that this thing was going to find you rather than me trouting around (laughs) echoes just trying to figure out what platform to shoot so I could jump. And hopefully the door opens. (laughs) (laughs) I think that might be an issue just with the concept of of Metroid. Where. You never like it's so hard to figure out where you need to go. And yes, the point is exploration. Remember where you are. But in this sort of first person 3D environment, I I just found myself getting lost too easy. And yes, I was comparing a lot of this to Returnal and how I was like the the environments, how I'm uh, uh, interacting and shooting with enemies. And I was like, man, (laughs) (laughs) Returnal might as well be PlayStation's uh, Metroid knockoff. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah actually now that you yeah, said pretty it much they are quite similar
0: right they like <laughs> even from the start start of the game where it's the ship going through an atmosphere of like lightning and shit and it gets, it's getting shot down <laughs> in yeah, a way yeah. and then it lands <laughs> i'm like okay
1: <laughs> yeah for sure
0: woman's got to build up her exo suit and get upgrades
1: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> That loses them every time she dies
0: uh-huh yeah yeah very much uh very much the same now the returnal boss fights uh those are fucking hard as shit but <laughs> they're made that way I'm yeah promise.
2: yeah yeah but there's only a fraction of them compared to metroid so
0: well are those few boss fights more yes. um Satisfying than these like seemingly regular enemies that you're coming across in Metroid. I think there's a happy. there.
1: Yeah, I think so. At the very least, there's like a bullet hell kind of strategy you have to implement, right? Sure, there's a lot of side dodging you have to do.
0: Well, it was kind of the same in echoes here.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I saw three bosses. I thought the first and third one were kind of the same thing.
0: Yep, certainly were.
2: Spider and then bigger, darker spider. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: And then big, dark robot spider. And then, yeah, it's just kind of. uh, I I guess I'm not that high on Echoes uh, when I'm directly comparing it to even similar games and even its own universe. Like, I just think it's kind of average. Uh,
1: yeah fair enough
0: me- well mechanically made game but not enough to really not enough to grasp me in a way
2: An interesting environment just lacking fighting and shooting mechanics that seem to be important but to me don't seem to be good enough
0: right doesn't feel good enough does it <laughs> Okay. Oh, well. I've said my piece on Echoes.
3: Yeah, I, I pass it.
1: I remember not liking it as much as the first game, but still enjoyed it.
0: I definitely don't like it as much as the first game. And that probably has a lot to do with it's too much like the first game.
1: Maybe. Maybe. I feel like it did enough different to make it stand out mm. somewhat, but
0: I don't think it did. We are on the opposite ends of that one. So, okay. Uh, Joey. Yes. Favorite, least favorite and your tier ranks.
2: Oh, this is going to be tough. Um, I guess I like Metroid a little better. Even though the mechanics sucked at least. It was less boring, and the beginning of Twilight Princess.
0: Uh, that's that's very true. <laughs> hard to argue that.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give them both a B. They're made well. They're just not for me.
0: Okay, I already said uh, I give Twilight Princess a B, and I'm actually giving Metroid Echoes a C. I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be, be pretty hard on it. Yeah, because yeah. mm. I ended up liking Twilight Princess a lot after I got through that terrible first first start, well, Echoes really felt like the same game the entire time to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think my favorite was Metroid Prime 2. I gave uh, Zelda a B, and Metroid, I'll actually give it an, an A.
0: Ooh, okay. So that's B's uh, double both. Bs again. <laughs> yeah. Okay so our next episode is in a couple weeks hopefully and it's Joey's theme pick so they usually end up uh, either good or on the very wacky despairing side of
2: things (laughs) (laughs) I came up with my idea it should be interesting I don't know what I'm going to call it but we'll be traveling to Midgar uh
0: traveling to Midgar yeah oh boy okay we
1: already did have 7 in a previous cast
0: uh-oh. I don't know like where that's going now.
1: Oh lordy. Uh
0: well, we're doing a Final Fantasy game in uh in conjunction with Final Fantasy 16 coming out. So I guess that's timely. I like that idea actually.
2: Well, okay. So Neither the games are going to be Final Fantasy. I'll tell you that. Ah shit. But <laughs> one of them was published by Square Enix. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. All right.
0: There we go. That'll be A tease for the next cast. Guys, it's been fun. See you next time.
2: Bye. Bye now.